1: everyone, and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney Theme Parks News podcast. And this is episode 80 for the week of June 16th, 2019. And I also want to welcome my co-host, Katie. Welcome.
0: Hey, thank you.
1: No problem. So I'm going to kind of start off the top of the show by saying that if anyone had saw my Facebook post or Instagram post last night, uh, we had some te- technical difficulties, so this episode is a bit delayed. I know I always post the news episodes on Sunday, but uh, unfortunately, it, Katie and I actually recorded an entire episode uh, last night. And I, as soon as we finished recording, I found out that I never hit the record button. Uh, so <laughs> hilarity ensued.
0: Uh, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I was uh, really beat myself up over that because i'm not going to go into it but i i hit two record buttons and one of them is more important than the other and one of the that button also records katie's audio uh and unfortunately i didn't hit that record button i only hit one others that records my audio uh so yeah i totally screwed up and we almost recorded again last night but we're like no we let's try it again tomorrow
0: (laughs) yes we just had to practice that's all
1: yeah, pretty much. So, but Katie, thank you. Uh, thanks for coming back on tonight and redoing this episode. So,
0: no problem.
1: But I'm sure we're gonna think of other things. And now that we had like a, a kind of a uh, like you said a practice course, uh, I think we'll I think we'll do well on this episode. So,
0: I hope so. Uh,
1: but yeah, so there's there's not actually a lot of news from this past week. There's some some brief uh, some brief news. Like Disney didn't really announce much. Uh, there's probably a lot going on with Galaxy's Edge, uh, so we're we're gonna go over the news and then we're actually gonna answer a lot of listener questions. We got a lot in this past week, so we're gonna kind of go through those for the most part of uh, for the most uh, part of the show uh, after we read the news. Um, so, Katie, how how does that sound?
0: I like it. It's a good plan.
1: Yeah, answering questions is always fun, so I'm, I'm always excited to do, do that. But uh, real quick, before I actually, uh, we begin the news, I did want to talk about uh, my upcoming trip really quick, because I got some really cool news about that. So again, my trip is coming up to Walt Disney World at the uh, beginning of November, but now it's going to be starting at the end of October. So we are actually adding two days on to our trip and leaving on Halloween. So super excited about that. It was mostly because uh, flights are just ridiculous out of New Jersey this week, uh, or uh, not this week, but the week of November, mostly due to Jersey week. Uh, Katie, I, I think I mentioned it before on the show, right? Do you know about Jersey week?
0: Yeah, I think a little bit. Yeah, you're, I think you might have mentioned it a little.
1: Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I am not. I won't go into it too much, but pretty much teachers uh, and students have off from school due to like this big, convention and some students have like a whole week off or just a few days. Uh, So the first week of November is always super busy and flights out of Newark Airport are just really taking advantage of it. Uh, So the prices are really cheap and we found that it's just uh, cheaper flying out on a a Thursday and we're able to make it work. So uh, really excited about that. So I think it's kind of fun because it's also going to be the first time where I'm staying off of Disney property, it's I've I've never done that before. Uh, Katie, I, I don't I can't remember if you mentioned. Have you stayed off off Disney property?
0: I have one time. Um, I used to work at a hotel at a Hyatt, um, and so I was able to stay at one of the Hyatts on there for free. Um, but I haven't really stayed at any of the Disney Springs resorts at all. Um, is that where you're staying?
1: Yeah. In the, so in the
0: Disney Springs area.
1: Yeah, we're staying at the Disney Springs. Uh, we're, we're staying at the B uh, Resort or the B Hotel. I can never never remember the name. It's actually like a ten minute walk from Disney Springs, uh, and it was it was really cheap. And we we kind of found that for the price, it was if we were to leave like on a Saturday to Saturday, uh, it w- the flights were just so expensive. But we kind of did the math, and we did a lot of thinking behind this. But we kind of did the math, and we're actually saving some money if we fly out on a Thursday and stay at a resort. So it's kind of a win-win we're in Disney early so it's nice.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So um we're going that that night we get in like super late and then we're kind of we're going to actually be working remotely for our jobs on Friday because we couldn't we didn't really have an extra day but luckily my wife and I both of our jobs allow us to work uh, remotely so that's super great. Uh, and then that Saturday, as we wait for everyone to get in, we're going to actually go over to the Animal Kingdom Lodge and eat at Sanaa. So.
0: Oh, nice. Sanaa is so... Oh, I've heard so many good things about it. You have to get the bread service.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. We're definitely doing that. Uh, that is one of the reasons I want to do it. Plus, I've I've never seen the Animal Kingdom Lodge, and we have we didn't really want to tack on an extra day to the trip. Uh, it's just... It's kind of an extra cost, and we're like, no, let's not, let's not do that. So... Uh, We're going to check out the resort and see everything that it has to offer. So, that is exciting. Didn't you... I I can't remember. Didn't you... Which restaurant do you like the most at uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge? Chico? So, uh,
0: Boma. Uh, So, Boma is actually the only one I've eaten at, which is probably why it's my favorite. Um, I do like Boma a whole lot. It's their buffet. Um, I like it for dinner. They have so many fun things. Um, But I am dying to eat at Sanaa. I've just heard incredible things so maybe this next trip in October I'll be able to make my way over there too because I know it has just gotten some rave reviews
1: yeah no I heard it's great I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really excited for that and I think there's a view of the Savannah I'm not positive but I believe there is um, yeah I think so yeah but yeah I also had an idea which I'll, I'll mention real quick so uh, have you ever heard of the the website or the podcast the WDW prep school
0: no I haven't
1: Okay yeah so they actually um, they the, I forget the name of the woman who hosts the podcast, but they do something really cool where she actually has she'll have like a guest on and she'll bring the guest and do like a trip report. So before the guest leaves um, before they leave on the trip, they come on talk about what they're gonna do on the trip and then when they come back, they talk about what they actually did on their trip and like how plans actually worked out. Um, So I thought that would be kind of cool for us in the future for like when you have your trip in October and for when I have mine uh, where like we can combine, make it all one episode, a pre-trip report mixed with a post-trip report. I just thought that was a really cool idea and kind of want to take it a bit. So I don't know what you thought of that.
0: I think that's a really cool idea, actually, because I mean, part of planning a big Disney trip is also being able to be flexible when said plans don't work, you know. So that's—I think that's really fun. I like the idea. We should do it.
1: Yeah. So shout out to WDW Prep School for that, because uh, yeah, I love it, and I kind of want to do that for a couple episodes uh, on on this show. So, uh, but yeah, so that yeah, just all around good news from from my Disney trip this past week. How was how was your week? Any any exciting news on your end? Um. So we're
0: actually moving next weekend. So my weekend was pretty much spent packing up all of my life experiences right now. So (laughs) my apartment is looking very, very bare right now. And it's really sad, but just three more days and I get to be in my own house. So very excited about that.
1: Yeah, congrats. It's uh, amazing. You're going to love it. So Thank you. Yeah, so it's super busy for you. And again, thanks for coming to take the time to record with me. It's always fun having you on.
0: Absolutely. I love doing this.
1: Yeah. uh, So, all right. So, we're going to head on into the news of what very little we have. So, uh, the first piece of news we're going to talk about is that there are some changes coming to the FastPass system over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And now, this is going to take effect when Galaxy's Edge opens up on August 29th. So, Disney is changing that pretty much all of the ride attractions, except for Star Tours, are going to be Tier 1 Fast Passes. Uh, so if you're not, I'm going to quickly just kind of run down what that actually means. So if you don't know how the Fast Pass system works, so before you your your Disney vacation, you get the book three passes, uh, Three Fast Passes a Day at a Disney Park. So for Hollywood Studios, they have uh, currently they have a Tier One Fast Pass and a Tier Two Fast Pass. So that means if you are uh, reserving a Tier One Fast Pass, you can only reserve one of those rides underneath the Tier One. Under the Tier Two, you can reserve as many as you want. So currently, under the Tier One is Toy Story Mania, Slinky Dog Dash, and Alien Swirling Saucers. So pretty much all three rides. Uh, that are in Toy Story Land. So, when Galaxy's Edge opens up, Rock and Roller Coaster and Twilight Zone Tower of Terror is moving from a tier two to a tier one. So, that means you can, only, out of those five rides, you can only choose one as a tier one. So, I mean, right now it's pretty great that if you want, you can ride Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror. Like, you could get fast passes for both of those, but. Unfortunately, that is changing. So pretty much the only things that are going to be available for the Tier 2 are shows. Like you got Indiana Jones, you got the Frozen Sing-Alongs, Warrior Joe The Little Mermaid, and the only ride that's there is Star Tours. Um, so those are the changes coming August 29th. Uh, and I guess my kind of thinking was that they need to spread the crowds out a bit more. I, I assume they want more people to go into the shows uh, to kind of fill up that, that time and also to have people like maybe line up the queues like within Rock and Roller Coaster or within Tower of Terror. Um, I, I, I definitely think it's some kind of parks and operations thing that they're just figuring out what they could do for when Galaxy's Edge opens up. Um, and if, um, oh, I haven't mentioned this yet. So when Galaxy's Edge opens up, the uh, uh, smugglers run attraction will not have a fast pass at the time uh it opens so there are no fast pass for that only standby line only uh but so katie i'm kind of curious what do you what do you make of this news
0: um i think this actually makes a whole lot of sense and you're right it definitely has to be an operations type decision um but if you think about it rock and roller coaster and tower of Terror are- The only other two big rides there are. And historically they have been tier one. It wasn't until Toy Story Land opened up. When they moved to tier two I believe. Um, So I think this might be just a timing thing. You know Toy Story Land isn't as popular. I mean it's still crazy popular. But it's not as new. So maybe they just wanted to move the other two back up. But I think you have a very good point. They're going to want to space crowds out a lot. In almost Forcing them to use a fast pass on a show is going to be super, super helpful for them to get, you know, 100, 200 plus people out of the way while they watch the show um, and kind of space it out throughout the park instead of, you know, everyone flocking around Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge and then the shows having absolutely no one there. Um, Now, that being said, when we go in October, I can almost guarantee that. We probably still won't see a lot of the shows, and we might, yeah, we might have the fast pass for it. But I would probably see us tapping the fast pass just to get rid of it and not actually staying for the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I like some of the shows, but it'll depend on what we get. But yeah, uh, that's, I think a, that's a, a sneaky
1: thing. move. That is a very <gasps> sneaky. Move. I
0: know. Don't tell
1: anyone. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs>
0: yeah because you don't have to go on it you just have to tap it so it goes away
1: because yeah. as soon
0: as you tap it it goes off of your uh off of your app
1: yeah and after so. the third one you're actually able to choose your fourth rolling fast mm-hmm. pass right away but sorry i interrupted which you were... could
0: be anything into your one again
1: that's true yeah so, uh, sorry yeah. i interrupted Can t- uh you you were gonna say something else
0: uh I, I mean i think i was pretty much done but yeah i think it's definitely an operations thing they want to space the crowds out and Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror have been super, super long waits lately. I don't know if you've seen some of the Tower of Terror wait waits lately. I have. But they yeah. have, they've been in like the two-hour range, if not more. It's insanity.
1: Yeah, um, I, I'm. I I'm very curious why Tower of Terror like has gotten such a big boost of popularity recently. My only my only thing thinking it could be is the new Twilight Zone show that's on CBS mm. All Access. Um, Maybe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. When but.
0: I was there this past May, at least one side was broken down every time we were there. So I'm wondering um. if they're just having some technical <gasps> issues with the ride, which scares me a whole lot. Because if there's something actually wrong with the ride, then it no. will need to be closed and refurb.
1: No, you know what it is? And I remember sad. I but. remember a few, um, uh, maybe, uh, maybe a couple months ago, I had to dig up the article. Um... But I remember reporting that oh, – I completely forgot about this. I remember reporting that they're actually doing like a refurbishment on one of the, the rides on one of the um, the uh, coaster, track, whatever. I don't know. What do you call that? The elevator? One of the elevators? Yeah. Uh, because it was going to be down because I think they want to have it all ready to go by the time Galaxy's Edge opens up. So that totally makes sense why the line is so much oh, longer because okay. one of those tracks is down. Um
0: that makes total sense, cause yeah, every yeah. time I wrote it, and I wrote it probably three or four times, cause I love that ride. Um, it was at least only one side was running every time.
1: Okay, no, that I think that's definitely it. I want to confirm that as we kind of go through the news, and I'll, I'll have you read the next couple news articles, and I'll 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 research it up. Um, Sounds good. But yeah, so but yeah, so I think that's I think it's smart. I think yeah, Twilight Zone and Rock and Roller Coaster they belong in tier one. They are super popular. Uh, and they need to be there so i'm interested to see what happens on the opening of galaxy's edge and well, yeah, see what happens so but yeah so that's the news coming out of hollywood studios and i don't think we're going to be heading back there again today but for right now we are heading over to animal kingdom so katie what do, what do we got over in animal kingdom
0: All right, so a couple episodes back, we did announce that they are reopening Rafiki's Planet Watch, the Affection section, and the Wildlife Express train this summer. So that's going to be on July 11th when it opens back up. Super, super excited about this one. I always liked this area, um, so I was really happy to hear that they were going to be reopening it. Um, But they did just announce that there's going to be a new animation experience at the conservation station beginning July 11th when it opens back up. Um, so it's a brand new additional experience that celebrates Disney's Lion King, um, which we just celebrated the 25th anniversary of the movie of the animated classic. And then, of course, we have our live action coming out here um uh, it's in July, I believe. Um, and so it's gonna be a really fun animation experience that offers the guests the opportunity to, to learn how live animals have inspired your iconic characters from the movies um so you get to learn more about animals create a personalized piece of disney art through instructor-led animation classes um kind of like what they did back in hollywood studios in the animation courtyard um how you used to be able to go in and sit with an animator um and learn how to draw different characters they're gonna have someone come in and teach you how to draw your favorite lion king characters simba zazu pumbaa timon all of your all of your friends from Lion King, um, and each session is actually going to be different. So if you are a collector and you like to do this sort of thing, you'll have to make sure you go back again and again to get one of each of the pictures, um, each of the different characters. So. I'm really excited about this one. It's gonna be opening, like I said, on July 11th and you're actually gonna be able to use a fast pass for it. um, And you can, and those are available to start making uh, today. So I always loved doing the animation courtyard um, experience over at Hollywood Studios. And I was completely devastated when they took it out. So hearing that this is coming back to Animal Kingdom is just super, super awesome to me. Did you ever get to do the animation um, thing over at Hollywood Studios?
1: No, I didn't. Never really got a chance. I always kind of wanted to. Seems a little fun, but yeah, I uh, never did, so I may or may not take the opportunity to do it this time. I, I feel like I won't. I, I do want to go to the uh, Rafiki's Planet Watch and see the changes that they made over there, uh, but I'm I'm not sure if, because if, since I'll be with a bigger group, I'm not really sure if they're going to want to do the animation drawing so kind of we'll have to see how the day plans so i'm not really sure but yeah i think this Mm. is i think this is a cool addition to animal kingdom it's a a little strange that they're doing an animation over over there like a drawing like artistic over there but um yeah i don't know i think it's cool and i think uh the kids are gonna like it so
0: Yeah, I think I think I mean I'm excited to do the the actual drawing class too because I I love to do art. I loved when it was in Hollywood Studios, but I think the really cool thing is that you'll be able to like kind of be there with the live animals as well, and see how using the live animals uh, created you know the actual animation that we see in our favorite movies. So I think it's gonna be a really pretty fun experience. I'll probably do it honestly. I think I think I I don't know if I would get a fast pass for it because I I can't imagine it's gonna be that popular, especially since it's quite a trek to get out there yeah not um, a lot
1: of people really want to go take the train okay, yeah, so.
0: yeah but so i'll probably i'll probably check it out and i'll probably do it but i'll let you know how it is
1: all right cool sounds good uh so any any last thoughts on that yeah uh, that's about it for that one all right so real quick before we head to the next piece of news i am confirming that i was correct that back in february it was announced that the Twilight Zone Tower Terror is undergoing refurbishment uh, starting in the spring and running through summer of ni- uh, 2019. So a bunch of the ride shafts are uh, inoperable at any time, leading to longer wait periods during uh, or longer wait times during that period. So and there you Dis- go. Yep, and Disney is also reducing the amount of fast pass plus reservations that are available. So... Uh, yeah, that is why you'll, you you are seeing the long wait times. So. Huh? Yep. Fascinating. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So, Katie, I'm gonna let you get this next one as well, since this is kind of in your favorite land.
0: Yes. Yes. So, staying in Animal Kingdom, but hoppering over to my favorite Dino Land. I love Dino Land so much. Um, but to be honest, I don't usually eat there because there's so many other better options around in other areas of the park. Um, but over at Restaurantosaurus, they just announced that they're going to be having a burgers and Sunday dinner experience um, coming to Restaurantosaurus back there. Um, and it's going to include handcrafted burgers and a build your own ice cream sundae bar this speaks directly to my soul, and I'm super excited about it. <laughs> um, burgers and ice cream—you can't really beat it. So it's an all-inclusive price. Um, it has your entree could be a burger, chicken sandwich, veggie burger, or a salad. Of course, your side of fries or onion rings um, with dipping sauce, a non-alcoholic beverage, and then you'll get a ticket when you place you order. Uh, place your order. And then when you're finished eating ready for your ice cream, you go back up to the counter and they'll give you your bowl of two scoops of ice cream. And then you get to take it to the toppings bar and make your own ice cream sundae. This sounds like so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) I really like this idea. Um, So it's going to be available only during dinner um, and on select nights only beginning August 18th. It's going to be $22.99 plus tax for adults, $14.99 plus tax for children, And then, of course, you can also purchase alcoholic beverages outside of that dining plan. So as fun as the food and ice cream bar sounds, it actually, the coolest thing, I think, is this counts only as a quick service meal on the Disney dining plan. Um, So... You can do your normal quick service dining at Restaurant A Saurus, which is what it typically is. But if you do this Burgers and Sunday Bar thing, you actually have a assigned seat or a, a separate dining area. You can make reservations for it, so you can have guaranteed seating. Um, but it is only one quick service, which is pretty cool because your typical quick service um, dining credit is usually. Just the entree, a side, and a drink, and not the dessert. You you could either do a side or a dessert. But this one, it looks like you get both the side and the dessert. Um, so you're actually walking away with one extra thing for a quick service meal only. So I, it's kind of a steal, I think, if you're on the dining plan. This would definitely be a smart dining plan. Bye.
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally think so as well. I, th- I think this is a pretty cool option that Disney is putting this out. Uh, I think this is pretty good for families who are like picky eaters because sometimes uh, I know sometimes people complain that like, oh, Disney is all about burgers and chicken fingers, but it's definitely not true at all. Uh, I mean, in this case, it's kind of true because it's (laughs) burgers and chicken sandwiches and stuff like that. But I think it's good for the the picky eaters who just want something simple. They just want like a burger and fries. And if someone wants their, their, they want to make sure they have a seat somewhere and they don't want to. Uh, use a table service credit or pay for table service dining. This is, I think, this is a really good option. So, uh, I like that Disney is experimenting with things like this because I think it's over at Pizzafari. I think at Pizzafari. because Pizzafari is a quick service, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're. I think they're doing that thing where it's a table service experience as well so it's like you can do the the your regular quick service but they're also having a table service option for dinner just to kind of change it up a bit so yeah uh, it's awesome
0: that they're trying new things you know seeing what works and giving you a bunch of different options
1: yeah yeah and they're kind of doing something similar to this over at the abc commissary in hollywood studios where uh it's quick service but you can make reservations so Uh, oh I didn't know that yeah I think they they kind of did that in anticipation of course for Galaxy's Edge Mm. so neat yeah but I like that uh, Disney is uh, trying some new stuff out like this so but cool Any, uh, any last thoughts on that
0: no, I I usually don't eat at Restaurantosaurus, but I think coming in October, I might just have to do this because it sounds awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I actually love the decor out on the outside for Restaurantosaurus. Mm-hmm. Am I thinking of the right thing correctly? It's like there's like lawn chairs on the top of the roof, like with like cold drinks and like a cooler. Um, I'm uh, I'm probably blanking, but I'm pretty sure that's it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you I seen? I think that?
0: so. I think yeah, I don't remember the lawn chairs, but yeah, it's like back by the dinosaur ride, actual dinosaur ride
1: uh yeah that's way back in the corner uh yes yeah it is but like i i think it's just really neat i'm like double checking to make sure i'm not crazy <laughs> uh yeah no that's it yeah so if you look at the the front of restaurant of there's like a bat old basketball hoop that's set up but then uh on the top of the roof there's like lawn chairs and it looks like a cooler with maybe a grill i can't really tell but it's like yeah people were up there like hanging out and stuff so oh, cool yeah uh but yeah i just uh yeah, neat neat thing so but uh, all right, so let's move on to the the last the last two things we have here are very small, uh, and it's kind of just about a little bit about food. Um, but if you're a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, over at Epcot they are returning this summer for the stage show Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live where it's a musical event that's going to feature uh, your favorite Guardians, such as like Peter Quill, Gamora will be there, and I think Baby Groot will be making a little appearance, so he'll, he I think he'll be there. Uh, and then there's going to be a band that is going to be playing a lot of the classics from the 70s and 80s, so pretty much like music that you would hear uh, from the movies themselves. So if you're a fan of Guardians, guardians of the Galaxy 1 or 2, there's some really fantastic move, uh, music that came out of those movies. So they're going to be playing all of those hits at those stage show. Uh, and that stage show will be happening. Uh, it's starting now. It's happening today. And it's working. Uh, it's going all the way in through, let's see, August 18th, which is right before Food and Wine Festival starts. Um, so this is happening five times a day. Uh, yeah, so it's happening five times a day. So you can check it out at any one of those times. So uh, how, did you did you have you seen the show at all? Because I think it was only in here in the summer, and I'm not sure if you went last summer I d- at all.
0: No, I didn't see the show in person. I saw. I mean, I've, I think I've seen a few people folks videos of it, um, but I love the music from Guardians of the Galaxy. I actually have a Spotify playlist of all of the songs from the first and second movies that I listen to probably pretty regularly um so I'd be super excited to see this um I don't know that I would actually sit and watch the whole show just because there's so many other things to do but I would maybe grab a drink and go sit down for and watch a couple songs and then wander on my way but I love the music it's always so fun to sing and dance to and the concerts there are are usually really fun anyway so I don't know I think it's pretty cool
1: yeah no I'm uh I I, I think I'm the same with you um I, I, I feel like I would probably stay for like a little a little bit of it um, because i i think i told this on the show before i had just a really terrible experience meeting P- peter quill at <laughs> uh meeting him over at uh where was it hollywood studios i just thought he hollywood studios yeah yeah just unfortunately i think the guy that was just playing peter quill just did not care much at all but yeah it was uh it was just pretty pretty poor and I did uh did not enjoy it so it kind of left like a little bad taste in my mouth so I'm not really I'm not sure if I would want to would see it but um but yeah so yeah that's happening right now and a couple cool things they have a lot of like new foods uh a bunch of food and drinks options for this and they have two pretty cool options one is like a, a, a sp- what they're calling a space sandwich and it's pretty much it's like a pulled pork sandwich but like the kaiser bun is um it kind of looks like a galaxy it has like blue color it's like blue green yellow maybe some orange in there but it's like a multicolored bun which is pretty cool but what i'm really interested in is the cosmic cake where it's this chocolate cake that's filled with vanilla uh, vanilla buttercream and it has space sprinkles Um, and it just, this thing looks cool. Katie, I don't know if you saw photos. Yes,
0: it is so cool. It's so sparkly and shiny and looks like it actually looks like a galaxy. Yeah. Like there's stars in it. I don't know how they did it. It's magical. It looks so fun. I want to try this so bad.
1: Yeah. I don't know either, but yeah, I really, I really, really want to try that. Um, there, there's a funny one. One of the names I really like, it's called the I am root float. Uh, which has uh, root beer with vanilla ice cream, whipped cream and mint leaves. So we gotta make a little big, little bit of green for uh, groot. <laughs> Uh, but I actually want to try the destroyer punch, which has uh, orange juice, pineapple, and lime juices mixed with grenadine. And of course, if you want the alcoholic ver- uh, version, you can get cherry bourbon inside of there. So
0: that sounds awesome. I'm gonna try it on yeah. my own. I'm gonna make it my own, I think.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, we're having a <laughs> barbecue next week, so I honestly might make like a picture of this or something. But. It sounds really nice.
0: You'll have to let me know how it goes. Yeah, for sure.
1: For sure. Yeah. So a lot of those snacks you can actually find over at the American Pavilion. And I'm pretty sure the state. uh, Wait, does the stage. I don't even know where the stage show takes place. I assume the stage show takes place. uh, Oh, yeah. You know what? Uh, yes, sorry, I just looked it up. It is taking place over at the American uh, Adventure, yes. so it's taking place in the theater there. So, and all the food and snacks you can get directly at the American Adventure at the Liberty Inn, and where is it? Oh, Fife and Drum. You can get it yes. over there. So, uh, yeah, so that is happening through. Uh, I keep wanting to say June 18th through <laughs> August 18th. So that is happening in Epcot. Uh, and then the last thing we are going to mention for news today is that over in, at the Disney California Adventure Park, over at the Lamplight Lounge, it is now serving brunch. So if you're looking for a lot of different food options and cocktails, and if you're just a big fan of the Lamplight Lounge, you can, uh, excuse me, head on over there and go eat there for brunch. So brunch is happening on let's see saturdays and sundays and is going from park open to noon and that is happening in the down uh, downstairs dining room and reservations are available today and i've heard nothing but fantastic things about the lamplight lounge i really really want to go to it i'm super excited to go i don't know when i'll be getting there but i i was thinking about making a trip to disneyland this this summer but i don't know if it's going to work Um, but yeah I want to check out Lamplight Lounge it is just dedicated to all things Pixar and I need to get there but I don't know what are your thoughts Katie?
0: Same I've seen nothing but cool pictures cool food cool drinks everything sounds so fun and I'm dying to get there it just looks so cool I I definitely won't be able to go this summer but maybe next year next year or two I'll be able to make my way over to Disneyland um, and Disney's California Adventure Park and that will be one of the first things I hit and I mean, I love brunch. You can't go wrong with brunch, so.
1: Nope. Not at all. So yeah, super exciting. But that is the news for today. Sorry, I think I might have said that pretty loud, but I was <laughs> really excited because I am, I am excited to get to the list of questions. But yeah, that is all the news from Disney this week. Maybe uh, this uh, upcoming week there will be some more. Um, yeah, I, I think Disney is just super busy with uh, Galaxy's Edge. They got a lot of planning to do for the Walt Disney World opening, so they're... Not announcing a lot but also they might be holding stuff in because d23 is coming up in a short few weeks well a couple months i should say it's coming in august so pretty much like two months from now it'll be out so i think we'll be getting a lot of news there so excited for that but all right katie so we have a bunch of listener questions that we're probably going to go through for the next 20 to 30 minutes because we have a lot and we're going to Try to go through these pretty rapid fire and see how many we can get through. So, Katie, I want to let you run down the questions. So, what do we got first?
0: All right. So, the first question that we got in is from Lauren over at Girl Meets Waltz, And she asks, of course, what are you most excited for about the opening of Galaxy's Edge and Walt Disney World? Um, I... I think I'm just really excited to be immersed in the land. I mean, we've heard all about how there's the details and everything, and you're actually in Batu, and everything's wonderful, but I really want to be able to take the time to fully immerse, immerse myself in the details and in the storyline and interact with the cast members and interact with the, you know, scenery and everything, um, and just kind of take it all in. I mean, I know it's going to be super crowded and there's going to be a million people everywhere, but. I really hope that I I don't get caught up in the hype, and that I can really just stand there and just take it all in. Because um, I've only heard incredible things about what's going on in Disneyland, and I just want to make sure that I see every inch of it and take it all in. So I don't know. I'm excited. It should be fun.
1: How yeah, about you? I, yeah, no. I, I honestly I feel the same exact way as you. Uh, I am I'm really just excited to walk around the park. I mean, I or the land, I should say. I want to explore every single detail I can. I want to check out every little shop. I want to look at every little thing. I think the shop I'm most excited for is uh, – uh, oh, I always forget his name. Uh, Don – what is, the heck is his name? It's Antiquities. Uh, something something Antiquities. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, Doc Ondar. That's his name. Doc Ondar Antiquities. I'm really excited to check that out because there's just a lot of nerd, like very nerdy Star Wars things in there. Uh, and I'm just excited to check out that entire shop and just look at every little nook and cranny. And what people are saying is you actually mention it is you really talk to the cast members because the cast members that are working there, they created their own backstory. They uh, they pretend that they're living in this land and I want to know what they have to say about it um i'm honestly like i'm yeah i want to i'm gonna i want to ride smugglers run but that is not that's one of the least things i'm excited for i want to check out oga's cantina i want to make a lightsaber i want to just shop through every little thing imaginable i want to i want to see all of it so uh yeah no i'm right there with you and uh yeah just just really need to see this land so
0: yeah and something i i want to also mention I know that they are going to be opening up Hollywood studios for extra, extra magic hours starting at 6 a.m. And, I mean, I feel so, so sorry for the poor cast members who have to do that every day for a couple months. Um, but I I mean, I'm not a morning person. I hate mornings very, very much. Uh, I have no intention to ever wake up at 6 a.m. Um, but I think I'm going to make an exception and actually wake up and go to the 6 a.m. park opening to go see Galaxy's Edge. Only for the sole reason that I could then say, yes, I was there at 6 Mm a.m. It's going to be miserable to wake up because just with transportation and actually getting there early enough to get in at, you know, kind of closer to the front of the park. um, I'm going to have to wake up at 4 a.m., 3.30 a.m., if not sooner. So, uh it's going to be terrible to wake up, but I think I'll explore the land, probably head up to Story Land too, because those lines are going to be really short too, since everyone's going to be over on Galaxy's Edge. Um, and then probably go home and sleep again, or go back to the resort and sleep and take a nap for a few hours, uh, and then go back out <laughs> later in the evening.
1: Yeah, no, I'm uh, I, I, I'm very interested to see how that works. Uh, <laughs> and well, what I'm also curious about for me, like I know we're going to see what, people are doing when it opens at 6 a.m. but honestly so for my trip when i when i get there the 6 a.m. extra magic hours is ending as soon as i get there so i'm going there i think on the sunday that i'm, I'm there so th- i think it's one of the like the first or second day where there isn't extra extra magic hours so it's kind of like in a whole new territory of how to explore galaxy's edge Without extra, extra magic hours. The day we're going, there are extra magic hours, but I think it's at like 8 a.m. So Mm. it's not, it's not going to be early. So it's kind of like, it's kind of new, new territory of how people are going to really interact with the park that early. I don't know. We'll see, but. Yeah, you're going to have to get up early. You're going to have to wake <sighs> up early. It's going to me.
0: be rough, yeah. and I'm not going to like it, but I'm going to do it to say that I did.
1: <laughs> you know,
0: as they say, do it for the gram. I'll for definitely be posting all about it on Instagram, I'm sure. For
1: sure, <laughs> sure yeah. So, uh.
0: It's fun, yeah. Lauren, thank you for that question. That was awesome. Yeah. Very fun. always like talking about it.
1: Yep. So what else we got?
0: All right, so next up we have Alessa from That Disc Girl. She asks what our fave places to eat on property are. So I think I talked mine earlier, Boma, over at Animal Kingdom Lodge. They just have – I mean, I've only eaten there for dinner. I'm not a big breakfast person, um, but their dinner – buffet is just incredible they have so many fun desserts like the zebra domes oh my gosh so good and then they have a ton of different soups which it's crazy to love a buffet because of soup but they really have the best soups there ever um and it's just a bunch of different foods too you know it's it's not your typical disney buffet you have a lot of different options that you don't get elsewhere so that's probably my favorite table service at least today I, i try to switch it up um also of course i love ohana i love cape may over at the beach club um but and then for quick service my favorite quick service at least lately has definitely got to be satouli canteen over in pandora it is so good i mean it's such unique food and it's crazy cool atmosphere of course being in pandora the details are everywhere but um yeah those are satouli canteen is incredible super super love it what about you what are your choices
1: uh, well, you had some great choices. I haven't eaten at Boma, but I do love me some Sotuli Canteen. So good. I'd probably put it up there with like one of my favorite quick service. Uh, I think they actually recently changed their menu a bit, uh, but I think it's mostly the same. Uh, have you eaten there? Did you eat there on your last trip?
0: Yeah. So I did eat there in May, and it, it is a little bit different. It's the same concept. Um, it's just the menu's kind of laid out a little bit different. But you can get the same basic things, just a couple of different um smaller changes it's not a super huge change um but yeah you still get your kind of create your own bowl type thing you pick your protein pick your base and everything like that so okay. super
1: fun gotcha yeah so there yeah, that is definitely one of my favorites but if i had to choose another one i'm actually a big fan of yak and yeti i feel like i've eaten there a bunch of times the past the past few trips that i've gone mm-hmm. and honestly it's just it's really good i we enjoy the food a lot so i'm, I'm going to go with that as like a a pretty solid quick service um but I think for, like, my favorite table service, I'm going to go with California Grill that sits on top of the Contemporary Resort. I've only been there once, but it actually just stands out of one of the best restaurant experiences I've had over at the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, it was just, you know, we get upstairs, uh, we sat at the lounge, we had a drink, we talked with, actually, it was, a I think, a group of three women who were travel agents. We talked with them for a bit, my wife and I. Uh, and then we sat at our table. We had such excellent service. The waiter was just very knowledgeable. We told him what kind of wine we like and the kind of price range we're looking at. And then he actually recommended a really great bottle of wine. Cause this was actually like, this was like, like our fancy dinner night. Like we were kind of going all out, like we dressed up for it. Um, so we spent a little bit more money, but it was oh, it was so good. The the food was amazing, fantastic, and of course you get the the fireworks view right uh, at the end of the night. So they have the two observation decks. You can go and check that out. Uh, and we were lucky enough where it was actually the Hollow Wishes fireworks that were going off that night. So it was it was a lot of fun uh, viewing that. So yeah, I think uh, yeah, I, I would say California Grill is probably like my favorite place to eat on property. I don't think I'm going on this next trip, but uh, I do have to go again in the future. So, yeah,
0: so funny. Yeah, I've never eaten there, but it always sounds and looks so fun. Me, so one of these days I'll have to flirt. I know they do a pretty cool brunch. I've heard pretty cool things about their brunch, so might have to check that out sometime soon.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, do it.
0: Alrighty. Awesome. Thank you, Alessa. That was an awesome question. Um, next we have Yaskala from Mrs. Everyday mommy. She says, Oh, and this is a tough one. What are, or what is your least favorite park and why? Ugh, I don't like this question cause I don't like pick, picking favorites and I definitely don't like picking least favorites. <laughs> um, and my answer is probably pretty shocking. Um, so my two favorites, hands down, no questions asked, are Animal Kingdom and Epcot. Those are always going to be number one and number two. And for the longest time, Magic Kingdom was number three. And then Hollywood Studios was number four as my least favorite. Um, and that's that's probably my final answer still. Um, but I will say Hollywood Studios, the only reason it's so low is because it lacks a theme, but now that they're adding a bunch of toys, st- all of the Toy Story, they're adding Galaxy's Edge. Um, I see myself going there a lot more often um, and spending a lot more time there. It used to be a park that I could easily skip or maybe just do like a half day and then go elsewhere. Um, but it's it's actually starting to be one of the parks that I go to most often. And I'm, I'm sure, especially over in, uh, or in my trip in October, I'll be there all the time. Um, so it, it is very quickly rising in ranks, um, which is sad because that means Magic Kingdom would probably be last. And that just that just seems like blasphemy. <laughs> so, I don't know. I love Magic Kingdom. It's the classic. You can't go wrong. But, I, I mean, I don't know. It's just always so crowded and so big and so hot. But I love Magic Kingdom. I love Hollywood Studios. I love them all. But Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom are probably tied for last. And that, that yeah i don't know what about you that was that's a hard question
1: no honestly i i I don't have much more to say because my (laughs) my thoughts are exactly the same as yours uh animal Kingdom is my favorite epcot is next and then i would put uh, magic kingdom down there but i i would definitely put hollywood studios as my least favorite uh again like you said the theming uh it's just the magic of hollywood studios has just really gone away it's not really a Hollywood Studios anymore I mean yeah it has Hollywood Boulevard and uh, Sunset Boulevard but it's just there's just too many different IPs coming in and, and it's just not what it once was It's there's just it's lost it's it's lost it's magic and I don't know if it'll ever get it back I, th- I think eventually it's going to have to change its name mm-hmm. to something else but uh, yeah I just I don't know it's again yeah, it's theming I, I just don't like it anymore because of it's theming and, and plus the food kind of sucks, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> it, has, really any good it, has, it has pretty terrible food options. It's The quick service is almost non-existent. I mean, it's there, but it's not nothing to brag about. So, uh, and I think that's another big thing that hurts it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put Hollywood Studios as my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, Great. all right.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Yes, go. Thank you. That was a good one. Um, next, we have Sophie from Happy Ever After Disney. She wants to know the best way to make the most out of a day trip. Um, so for me, I I have a really hard time only doing one park a day. Um, so I, if you only have one day there, I would say just see most of your experience, then have the park hopper option and maybe pick two different parks that you want to do. So My Perfect Day would... With- and Epcot split day. So I would get the park hopper, op, hopper option. You, but I you would broke do up Magic a bit. What,
1: which two parks you oh, had no. broke up a bit?
0: I would do Magic Kingdom and Epcot.
1: Okay,
0: Because um, you can easily hop back and forth on the monorail. Um, and so I would get to Magic Kingdom early early in the morning so you can actually get in an hour before park opens and they have main street usa open up for you so they have all of their shops they have the starbucks and the confectionery open um they have the trolley show the dapper dans are singing um and in my opinion that is when there's like the the most magic in magic kingdom you know you're there it's not too crowded you can get your great castle picks without too many people in the background um and it's just such a such a wonderful calm experience. So I always 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 try to get there an hour before park opening, or like within that first hour before park opening, so you can kind of explore and take your time and just really take in Main Street USA. Um, and then my next tip for a day trip would just to be very very smart about your fast passes. Um, so make sure you get your fastes boom, boom, boom right away in the morning. Um, the sooner that you can get them done, the sooner you can add on your fourth, fifth, sixth, however else many you want. So I would say hit up your favorite attractions before it gets too busy, get your fast passes out of the way. Um, and then you could really pop out of Magic Kingdom mid-afternoon or so maybe around three or three or four o'clock once you get everything that you need to get done in magic kingdom have some have a quick service lunch maybe um even eat at be our guest, be our guest is one of my favorite quick service actually for lunches um it's just fun to be able to go into the castle but and then i would hop on the monorail over to Epcot. And you could try to pick up a fast pass to Soren or Test Track or even Frozen if you're lucky. Um, But I would mostly spend the afternoon and evening exploring the World Showcase, having a bunch of different foods, especially if there's a festival going on, grabbing a couple things from the kiosks, um, and then just hanging out at Epcot for the the night and have a couple drinks. Um, That would be my one-day planning trip. um, Because, I mean, I... I love to do multiple parks in one day. I think you get more done if you have more days or more parks in one day. Um, That being said, I've never only gone for one day only. I've always done a whole week or I was living down there and I could go whenever I wanted. So that is just like a typical day for me. Um, I don't know. Do you have a different like one day only plan?
1: Um, it's, it's kind of the same. My only thing is like, I wouldn't do a park hopper day, mostly because like if, if I had just one day to spend, I would probably just make the most of the park that I have. Uh, I I can attend and also save some money. The only time I ever did like a day trip was when I went to uh, Disneyland. I decided at the spur of the moment to kind of go by myself and check out Disneyland. And I made the most out of the day and I pretty much saw everything I wanted to, over there uh i mean if i were to go to wdw i would definitely go to uh, i think if you if it's just a day trip i feel like you just have to go to magic kingdom there's so much magic there and there's so much to do like it has the most amount of rides if you're into the rides has a lot of great food options and i think that's just like the quintessential disney trip um but yeah kind of similar to you i would i would make my fast passes for earlier in the day get there as early as i can get the fast passes make sure you do your rolling fast passes um i feel like the morning especially if you're by yourself I, well i mean i don't know if it's gonna be a solo trip but if uh, if it is you can definitely just do whatever you want and you can make your moves pretty quickly from one attraction to the next uh and i think by like probably like noon or afternoon you can kind of just like sit and relax grab like a, a bite to eat chill out uh, watch the parade or whatever, and just go hit up your fast passes. Um, just make it like a relaxed day, um, and honestly, just kind of enjoy the atmosphere, take it all in, and yeah, just just enjoy it. So I I, I, I think it kind of lines up to along what you were saying, but just uh, I I would me personally, I would just do one one day, so or one park, I should yeah, say. There
0: you go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That but, works. Uh,
0: yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, take cool. it easy, enjoy it. Don't stress yourself out. I get that. That
1: makes yep, sense. Definitely. So
0: Awesome. Well, thank you, Sophie. That was a great question. Um, next, let's do this one. Rapid Fire, no thinking. Danny over at the Disney Dits is asking what our must-do attraction for all four parks are. So for me, Magic Kingdom would be Splash Mountain. Uh, Epcot would be Soarin'. And Hollywood Studios, Tower of Terror, probably. And then animal kingdom i'd have to do dinosaur because i just love dinosaurs so
1: much <laughs>
0: what about you all right your turn uh
1: so uh, my must-do attraction for the parks uh magic kingdom space mountain gotta uh, love me some space mountain uh epcot uh, yeah i would say sworn too. it's my favorite attraction i love it so much um let's see animal kingdom actually I'll go hollywood studio first because so that's what you said uh toy story mania that attraction just so much fun yeah. love doing it yeah uh, and then Animal Kingdom, if you're able to get a Fast Pass or if you feel like waiting, Flight of Passage. It's To me, uh, it's just you got to go on it. So, uh, yeah. So those are mine.
0: Nice. All right. Cool. Thank you, Danny. All right. Moving along. Alyssa Loves the Parks is asking what our favorite place to eat in Epcot is. Cool. This one is super tricky for me and it changes all the time. Um I think my answer is actually going to be the quick service in Morocco. I think it's called uh, Tangerine Cafe. Is that what is? I think the quick service is Tangerine Cafe?
1: Uh, yeah, pretty sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I could double and, check.
0: Uh, and I can't remember. There's, there's, a whole, there's the restaurant Marrakesh. There's the Tangerine Cafe. There's the Spice Road Table. Spice Road Table. That's the table service one. Yeah. I think it's yeah. You're right. The yeah, the cafe.
1: Yeah, the cafe is the quick service. Yeah.
0: yeah so I like that one. I mean, everywhere in, that you go in the showcase is really good, but I think I like this one the most because it's different food than what I can get back home or anywhere else. I mean, um, it's it it's just such different food. I mean, if you even if you go to Mexico or Japan or France, you know, you can always get um, nachos, or you can get sushi, or you can get pastries anywhere else, really. But I think the the quick service in Morocco has a really cool cool selection, and I really, really like the area. Morocco is actually probably one of the most underrated pavilions there is is an Epcot. It de- I mean, it definitely is. Um it's beautiful back there. So, I like I think that's probably going to be my favorite place to eat in Epcot, but it'll probably change tomorrow. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I've actually never eaten anywhere in Epcot or not Epcot. Uh Morocco, <laughs> I mean. Morocco. Yeah, I know I've eaten at the uh like the kiosk booths that they have for the Food and Wine Festival, the Flower and Garden Festival, but I, I've never eaten at all back there, but I know that it. I, I agree that it is a gorgeous pavilion. It is, mm-hmm. it is nice back there. Uh, but I'm going to go across the uh, World we'll Showcase Lagoon, and I am going to go with La Hacienda de San Angel, which is in Mexico. It's a restaurant that's right on the water. Um, we just had a fantastic meal there uh, a few years ago when we went, and we got this big, like, tray for two people it was like 60 bucks and we got so much chorizo steak chicken and just tons of stuff and it was just it was so good i just remember the drinks being phenomenal and the food just being delicious so uh, i would say that is my favorite place to eat over in epcot
0: nice yeah you've talked about that before it sounds awesome we'll have to try that i'll have to try that out sometime very soon because it sounds amazing
1: yep yeah do it
0: Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Alyssa. Um, next question we have is from Carter. And Carter asks, What's the youngest age you'd bring a kid to Disney World? I think this is a super fun question. And I think my very top level answer is there is no right or wrong age. There's no too young, there's no too old. Um, I think as long as you know what you're doing, and like, you know what to expect. I think any age would be fine. Um, when I went this past May, we brought my two and a half year old niece. And I think that's probably a really, really great age because she was just old enough to recognize the characters, to recognize, you know, some of the movie pieces that you see around and, um, and just to see it light up in her eyes that, you know, Oh, look, it's Tiana or, Oh, I really want to go ride the teacups or something like that. Um, it was, it was really cool to see just the absolute magic light up in her face. It was really, really fun. Um, that being said, I realized that she's not going to remember too much of it actually. Um, but I think the, if you bring young children that aren't going to remember it when they get older, I think the memories are made more for you as a parents or as in my case, as the aunts, um. The memories are for you. You're experiencing experiencing this with your kid, with your niece or nephew, um, and it it means so much. It meant so much to me to be able to watch her enjoy something that I cherish so much. So, I I don't think I mean even bringing a you know a couple month year old baby would be fine. Um, I don't think I mean obviously your trip is going to be a lot different you're going to be on the kids schedule versus your schedule it'll be a lot slow very slow pace. you'll be finding places indoor with air conditioning a lot um, but I don't know I don't think there's any right or wrong age there's nothing too young I think you just need to know what kind of trip you're expecting I mean don't go with a two year old and expect to be able to get everything done because 100% be sure you will not get anything
1: done <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're but, on their time
0: Yes, completely. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Uh, well, I, I kind i i most uh, i mostly agree with you. I, I kind of have two answers. Like, if I feel like the best age to go. So I, I once made a promise that I would never bring a kid to Disney World until they're like six or seven, because I feel like if they're any younger than that, it's just going to be kind of like a pain in the butt. But you know what? Like, I'm I'm kidding myself. Like, I need to go to Disney World before, like. If I, When I have kids, like, <laughs> hopefully everything goes well. Um, like, when I have kids, like, I'm going to want to go to Disney World way before that. So, I think, like, a year and a half to two years would is something I would want to do. Uh, just so they're big enough where they can walk and they're on their own. They can recognize, like, the characters because I'm going to show them who Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and everyone. I'm going to show them before they even go to Disney World. Like, they'll be able to go and recognize all those characters. So, I would probably wait till then, but if like I really need to go to Disney World, um, uh, I would probably if I would wait till maybe they're, like they're five or six months, and maybe just do like a resort getaway instead of like Ooh. instead of like going to the parks, like maybe just go to the resort because there's treat yourself to like a deluxe resort and just. Use all the amenities that they have, relax by the pool, go to the spa, and I, I think that would be, like, a fun little, like, getaway with, with, with the kids, so uh, not overwhelming with the parks, because that's going to be pretty tough to have a baby in the park. I mean, that's just me. I don't know if I would want to deal with it, but that would be a pretty cool idea.
0: I like that idea. That's really smart, actually. Yeah. Because the deluxe resorts have so many fun different things that you can do, too, and I think they're always kind of overlooked by everyone wanting to go to the parks, so... That's cool. I like
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you're staying at a deluxe resort, you got to make the most of it. Don't just, just don't, don't go to the parks and barely spend any time at your resort. So
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, that's, uh, that's what I think. But, but
0: cool. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Carter. That was awesome.
1: Yeah. And, uh, Um, I actually promised Carter, I would answer another question last week, uh, but I didn't have time to research at all this past week. So hopefully next week I'll have that question answered for him. So thank you, Carter. So. Awesome, but right. uh, you know, I'm, I think I'm probably gonna stop us here for tonight only because we are at the hour mark, and I think uh, we are we are kind of running out of time. So I think that's gonna be it for tonight
0: all righty i think we got a lot of them done though
1: we did we got a lot yeah we uh we still have yeah we got a bunch more and uh if if anyone else has a question they want to shoot us uh just send us that to either katie at dot com or matt at dot com. so you can send that out over there but uh yeah katie this was a good show i think this was a uh this was a good round two for what i
0: think so i think so. so too
1: yeah. And uh, I'm I'm looking and don't worry, I am recording this podcast, so we are oh, good to good. go. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, guys, that is gonna wrap it up for this week's episode. Katie, where can we find you?
0: You guys can come find me over on Instagram at magicallymootsy.
1: Excellent. Um you
0: can also shoot me an email over at Katie at excesspresspodcast.com
1: All right. I almost forgot about that, so thank yep. you. <laughs> Um, cool. So yeah, one one quick thing I did want to mention. So I know I said that this week we were going to have an episode that was dedicated to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. A friend of the show was going to come on and talk about his time there, but due to some like unforeseen circumstances, he he wasn't able to visit Galaxy's Edge. Um, so hopefully I can have him or someone else on, um, come on the show in the future and talk about their time visiting Galaxy's Edge because so I know some people want to hear about that. So. Uh, There will not be another show this week, but hopefully you guys enjoyed last week's episode of Interview with a Cast Member. Uh, We will be having another one next week. So uh, you can, again, kind of think of uh, the summer. I'm I'm having my summer hours with the podcast. I'm kind of maybe I'm, I'm doing an interview with a cast member every other week and then maybe inserting a show in those missing weeks here and there. So. Uh, But yeah, so I just wanted to mention that. But all right, guys. So if you're not subscribing to the podcast already, please do so on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or however you listen to podcasts. And if you can, please leave a review. It'll really help out the show. Check us out at excesspresspodcast.com where you can check out the latest episodes of the show and also visit our shop section where we have our very first Excess Press t-shirt that you can purchase on the website. And when you do, all the money earned goes directly back into the show. So it pretty much goes towards like the cost of hosting the show and possibly more merchandise in the future. And if you're not following us on social media already, please do so at XS Press Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And again, if you were a previous cast member at the Disney Parks and you would like to be interviewed, reach out and we can get you on a future episode. Just shoot me an email over at Matt at XSPressPodcast.com and i will love to hear from you soon. So. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt and Katie from the Excess Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We
0: hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.